Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Aaron. And I'm James. And welcome to the Dads of Destiny podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your time and getting to hang out with us. We're going to talk some video games, some Destiny. Uh, some and Flash. Oh, yeah. Definitely excited about the Flash. Hey, and do us a favor. If you would, just go ahead and follow or subscribe, whatever you're on. We really appreciate it. And that way you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, James, what's your handle? Uh, my handle on Instagram, Twitter, really any social media pr- platform is Christlike Love. And then mine is R. Aaron Phillips. And so we really appreciate y'all. You know what we should do? We should set up a Dads of Destiny page. We should. Check that. Follow us on Dads of Destiny. We'll have that up. In the making. Yes. By, this, by the time this comes out, uh, we should have it up. Definitely. 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 Dude, so let's get into some heavy news that happened in the Destiny community, and that would be the passing of Zavala. Man, that was, I didn't even know that it came on so sudden like that. I wasn't aware that anything was, he was struggling with anything or anything like that. Um, But man, he was a beloved actor and voice actor and really gave a lot of character to Zavala and definitely will be missed. I felt like every time I would go and like talk to Zavala, I was inspired. 100%. Well, I felt like I was like, I felt like Lance Riddick was in Destiny. Like, See, I, his performance was so great that I saw past, like I didn't even see Lance Riddick. I saw Zavala. Man. Yeah. I mean, however, however you view it, it was just, it was so good. Yeah. And he's so good in so many different other things too. Yeah. Now I I never now I have to like look it back up. It just said it was sudden. It didn't say like any like yeah I didn't COD get to see any that stuff. Uh, anything that like what the cause of yeah cause of death was. So I'm Man. condolences to his family. Yeah, and thoughts and prayers, loved ones, sure. and everything like that. Uh, hope they're all coping with it well. And um, I know he left a great legacy. He'll be missed, yeah. loved by many many people. Oh, and then even the John Wick series. We're watching through that now because the fourth one is just like IGN gave it a 10. Like it's getting crazy, crazy reviews. Really? One of the greatest action movies of all time. Like I'm, Whoa. E- I'm excited to see it whenever I get the opportunity to. Yeah, we, we, we're doing the same thing. Me and my wife, like we're going through, um, not our kids, of course, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a, um, I think there was like a statistic like back in like the 90s where it's like the average like kid once they see, like once they hit 12, I've seen like 10,000 murders. That's insane. Absolutely. I wonder like. That's just one much... John Wick movie though. <laughs> So I wonder how skewed that is within the last, like, how, what would you say, 20 years or so? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hyper-violent or For sure. I mean, we're all, obviously we're here talking about a game, too, that, you know, we it, shoot aliens. Pro- <laughs> we shoot aliens. Yeah. Let's say that. We shoot aliens. Yeah. Um, until you get in a crucible, and then, you know. You shoot robots and aliens and humans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just whatever the, the class yeah. is, you know, so... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot. I mean, even playing, you know, I mean, I played Call of Duty and mm-hmm. so, you know, that was like when, before Halo had come out, Goldeneye was still coming up, you know, yeah. so those, a, a lot of those different things. Um, but yeah, that was, but, uh, you know, I think he's still, obviously he's still in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, John Wick 4, so that'll be really cool to see. I um, haven't seen three, so I don't know what capacity he's in. Three. Oh, you've never seen three? I've never seen. Th- so I've seen one Ooh. and two. Okay. Um, 
it's funny. The only reason I remember either one of my wife and I seeing three, do you remember AMC A list where like you could get a free yes. movie? Like you know that's you back, could, right? I, there, there's not an AMC within the area though. Well, I think I think Regal has it, or and then um, Alamo Drafthouse has oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But um, my wife and I, so. We w- I would go in for whatever movie. I would buy the ticket, okay. go in for whatever movie, and the side door <laughs> would... Stop <be> it! <laughs> Stop! So I would get whatever ticket for whatever movie her or I would want to see. I would go in, sneak off, and just watch till there weren't any pl- employees watching the side door and let Cold-blooded. her in. I would grab the stroller, she would go in, and she would watch her movie. And I would just walk around the mall while she was at the movie uh. and... Oh, would kind of have a double date kind of sort of thing. She would go see a movie. I would go see a movie, and the kids would just get to hang out at the mall. <laughs> and she saw John Wick three. Okay, and I didn't ever get the opportunity to see it, so I'll got be watching that tonight, I believe. Okay, nice. So that's how y'all would like go see a movie is mm-hmm. that when you didn't have a sitter. You would just... yeah, because we were living in Buda at the time. Okay, so she she would go, and I would watch the kids, and then we would swap places. Dude. Okay, that's a let's we got to walk through this because this is a parenting hack for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is really good. Okay, so like we got to walk through this. We're not telling you to not buy two movie tickets. We're just saying hypothetically, if you're trying to get and I, those were all hypothetical situations, right? I, I didn't do any of those things. One hundred percent, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You'll never find him. He, we live in Dallas. Um, <laughs> I love Dallas. Yeah, it's a great place. It is. So okay, so so this is this is just a really so what you would do is so y'all would hypothetically, in theory, to like a, a date night where you're together, but we get to know. enjoy the same experience. Okay, and talk about it like because when a lot you of can't time, find a sitter. Right. Yeah. Because we didn't have the opportunity to have a sitter in Buda. Yeah. But like, and I feel like it creates an opportunity for more conversation because you see it independently. And a lot of times when you go out, walk out of the experience, the talk about it is kind of brief. Okay. And if you watch it independently and watch it separately or, and then come back together, I feel like you can kind of, for us, at least it created more conversation. Nice. Not in that a weird I'm- way. Yeah, no, I I definitely I I could see that I, I definitely could see that. So that was one of those like I mean, because dude, let's be honest. Sometimes finding finding a sitter is super tough. And it's I'm not trustworthy. <laughs> like I love the heck out. They're the, your most prized possessions, right? And for me, it's just hard to entrust that to anyone. Yeah, but because when you find a good sitter, you're like, oh. And we we've never had outside of like family uh, family. We've right. never been brave enough to trust anyone to watch our kids other than my uh, in-laws oh yeah i've never and that and even that like i've never had like a random stranger like watch my kids like it's always someone that we knew or Mm -hmm. like someone else like we like could vouch for them and And we haven't have cameras in our house and everything so it's we're just very very protective over our kids yeah no and that's fine i mean hey like to, to each their own like you're trying yeah. to obviously like shepherd and like grow and, mm-hmm. and let them experience life and you know the best possible way that you can manage it really yeah. and it's just for me at least it's just these very these very young years where i feel like they're more vulnerable they may not be able to recognize or communicate 
if something abnormal happens. Like if the house is on fire, it's like, hey, like something's smoking. Or just like something inappropriate happening or anything like that. Just I want to, I don't trust that they would be able to, like if they said, don't tell your parents or something, I feel like at an age they're manipulatable enough to not communicate that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure. And that can definitely, that, that can definitely happen. Uh, but not while you're watching John Wick, though. If you got him and you're, mo- you know, you switch off. So that's a really cool thing. So if you're having difficulties, man, uh, finding a sitter, like you just can create opportunities for each other. To yeah. Get out and do something. Because that's four hours, basically. Yeah. You know, so you can and then switch off. So that's that's a that's a really good, really good idea, um, man. But we're definitely going to miss Lance Riddick. Um, and you haven't seen John Wick three. So no spoilers here super good movie like i was actually talking with somebody else on the phone um before we were recording this and he was raving about john wick four like you really? just said yeah he was like dude this i haven't is- heard anything remotely bad about it. i haven't even heard anything other than just shock and awe okay that's like one of those that, that i mean if somebody did say something bad about it i'd be like yo bro catch me outside because because i'm definitely not taking any heat for John Wick. I love Keanu Reeves in those movies. Like uh, Matrix is like one of my favorites ever. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. So John Wick is like one of those, like one of my, like personally, one of like the best series of all time, mm-hmm. like movie series. Yeah. I just wish he was a dad. So then he could, I could have drafted him <laughs> on, on the dad draft, he- you know? He wasn't like he's a dog dad. Does that count? No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't look. Hey, I, we love all it of y'all out there, but it if, doesn't count. Yeah, if you know, your pets are not people like <laughs> it's it's different. I know you feel that way, but once you have a, a child, people, yeah, a people, <laughs> then you're like, OK, this love is different. Yeah. Like I'll fight somebody for my dog. I would kill somebody. Yes, one hundred percent, and not think a second thing about yeah. it. You know, so with a clear conscience. Yes, yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, man. So thoughts and prayers. We, that that whole segment was supposed to be about um, Lance Reddick. Thank you so much, Offtune. He also Lance or er, Lance. I just called you Lance. James, help me out with the name Lance Reddick. Did I say it right that time? Yes, I'm, I believe so. I keep thinking Chronicles of Reddick every time I saw his name. Yeah, but I don't I even think. I don't even think probably our audience knows that movie. Have you ever seen that? I have. I know it's a. Uh, he's like blind or something. Yeah, it was like originally like a space horror movie, mm-hmm. and then it turned action. It did like, like full action. Yeah, it like like it went so well. They were like, "Hey, isn't it Perfect Dark?" Yes, I think it was or, the first one or Pitch Dark. I can't remember one of those. Yeah, but um, Perfect Dark. No, Perfect Dark is the um, the sequel to Golden Eye, the game. What? Remember? We're all all, the all way. over the place, dude. We're all <laughs> over the place today. But yeah, Perfect Dark was uh um it was like this the future GoldenEye supposedly game on sixty four or something like okay. that. But anyways, it was really cool. So hey, let's get into some comic talk. Let's do it. All right. You keep outpacing me. we keep saying we're gonna do one or two issues and you do like six or seven. Uh, yeah. But you had taught me something that was really cool. Okay, so what's it called? It's it's called a a trade. A trade is a collection okay. of usually one to six or six uh, issues, which is like a self-contained story, and it's an issue is I would say sixteen pages or so. Wouldn't you? Um, or, I think I think so. Or like thir- 
it's, I don't know, like 30, yeah. maybe I, 16 to 30. I, I had this problem that I get really, <laughs> I get really captivated in a story, yeah. especially reading. And dude, this, like this story has been super good. It has. There's like, I feel like I'm familiar with Flashpoint or yeah. I get the, know the big picture. There's been so many twists and reveals that I had no idea about. Like this is, feels yes. like a completely fresh and new story to me. Like the time cop thing where yeah, somebody comes into Barry's lab and steals the chemicals for the speed for it. Like they recreated the, um, the, the reaction that made flash, right? Yeah, I think, so. I think so. Um, and or, then, or maybe that was Thawne that did that. Oh yeah, you're right. You what know? did he do? And what did the time cop Barry that do then in the lab? Um, he just broke the lab. He just broke the lab. Yeah. So he he drove up there and like he. But broke. he stole fuel at that point. So the way that he steals fuel is he has his little rod and he mm-hmm. has to absorb speed force. But he did that to Barry. What did he absorb from the lab? Oh, I don't think. I, I, maybe I missed that. That part. was his first meeting for with Barry. Okay. And Barry mentioned it because you're further ahead, so you probably don't remember it as fresh. Yeah, because <laughs> I just read it. Okay, at, before we recorded, um, but he Barry mentioned something about him breaking into his lab, breaking the windows, and that was the first time they met. Yeah, and then when they interact for the first time, and you find out that it's Barry, he touches him, and he steals the speed force from him. Right. So I just don't for know. his bike. That's like how mm-hmm. he. That's like how he travels through time and stuff. So he doesn't have powers of his own. Outside of the motorcycle, I don't think so. I think the, that's interesting. Yeah, it was like the um, that and his um, nightstick basically, and he used that to charge his I bike. I thought he just touched Barry, and Barry felt like a zap, like the speed force draining from him. Yeah, he did. He used like a a tool though, like a little. I thought he used like a little nightstick or something, and then he or a key or whatever it was. And that's how he charged his um, his bike. Mm. And so in, in charge, you know, so he charges the bike and then he's, you know, he's after someone like that's like, that's who he's chasing. Yeah. Um, and he's chasing whoever is the one manipulating. And I'm guessing that's supposed to be, um, Thawne. I think it's Barry that manipulates it. Cause I know okay. the premise of flashpoint is Barry goes and he saves his mom. Right. That disrupts everything. Like that's the inciting incident. If that's the case, this is so well written. It is. Because I was like, like I'm genuinely thinking like, oh, he's chasing reverse flash. Yeah. And if he's... the reverse flash is the one that kills her. Right. And so do you think this is the reverse flash manipulating all of this for it to happen? Or Barry is just... Wanting to, he's so grief stricken about not having his mom, his dad's life being ruined, and him being selfish for the first time, and coming to grips yeah. with that, or it's all the reverse Flash is doing. Dude, that's like a really deep question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, like if he's trying to correct the mistakes and reclaim his life. Yeah. Like if you have the power to do that. I feel like most of us would want to go back for and sure. something and, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like give your mom her literal life and give your dad the a good life. Without a doubt. I mean, give them a winning Powerball ticket. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> now, Come on, let's be that, honest. Like, let's, let's just make it all happen. <laughs> 
Beggars can't be choosers. Hey, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, but I think you brought up a really good point. Like, that's the thing is like with that. I mean, what like where would you you know like where would you stop in that? Because that yeah. would definitely. I'm interested to see like how that choice creates such such chaos because mm-hmm. I think it creates a world in which Bruce Wayne dies and his dad is Batman and his mom is the Joker. Whoa. And like the, he Bruce is the one that dies in the alley. And I probably shouldn't be talking about this because we're going to read it and I'm spoiling stuff. Oh, man. No, but I, I think it's one of those that kind of builds a little bit. There's just so many different things. Yeah. That, that's just an example of something that happens. And that I'm so excited to read that story. And because then he has to eventually go back and stop himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of from the cause that's from, where the from the TV show. That's like the, that's the where the and I wasn't aware that the new 52 I'm assuming because he says there's 52, the multiverse contains 52 universes. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming um, what happens in this story creates an, a, like one universe or something. I think that's what happens in Marvel. That oh. When Secret Wars happens, it create it combines the ultimate universe, okay. which Miles Morales originated from. He wasn't within the 616 universe right and secret wars brought him in by combining the ultimate universe and the like canon marvel universe okay so i don't know if this event is combining whatever dc universes that exist into one universe i see so that's so that's really cool because i didn't know that about um marvel yeah about marvel so like it's going to be really bringing in all these things in the MCU at least because we know there's an Avengers Secret Wars coming out yeah. soon because that's I don't know if that's how they're gonna maybe bring Sony into the MCU in a more okay. official capacity because Venom and all of the Spider-Man rogues that they're developing exist within their own universe and Sony has oh. its own control over that and I don't know if that's how they're gonna maybe bring those characters within the MCU canon or if they even desire to do that yeah I mean hopefully so because I feel like the because the Spider-Man movies before you know the introduction to Spider-Man and then you have like you know Spider-Man Spider-Man 1 or 2 and 3 then you have so Homecoming Far From Home or are you talking about the Toby ones the Toby ones yeah the Toby then the Andrew Garfield and then when they did the Spider-Man Homecoming and that was really, you know, obviously bringing Spider-Man into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I know that was really difficult because Sony had the rights to it. And then, but they used like Marvel's directors and writers and stuff for yeah. that or Disney's, whichever yeah. one. And then it just exploded. Yeah. And so it's like one of those. Man, of, that was, that was such a rewarding experience to was. see all of them on screen. And that was my daughter's first theater experience. Oh, wow. And like right before like the climactic fight or whatever with um, uh, Green Goblin, like oh, we're okay. at the, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. She crawls in my lap. And oh, like, man. I just get all the feels and like it just that's the best movie ever for me <laughs> just because of the emotions attached to it and how like I love, love Spider-Man. Yeah. Like if you know me, you know, I love Spider-Man. And just getting to experience that with her, man, that was such a treasured memory for me. 
Dude, and, and and I think that's one of those that is so cool. Like with this is is in our last episode, which if you haven't listened to, make sure you go listen to it and sharing your interest with your kids. Um, well, I guess that was two ago, right? So, um, yeah, that would have been two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, which is something that you do so well is is you know being able to those moments like just envelop everything even more so right mm-hmm. like it's like oh like that creates like a core memory look at me bro dude i'm just running through our, like you haven't checked <laughs> out our core memories one like but it creates like for like as parents like create it like it creates a core memory for us mm-hmm. with our kids yeah of like you said like it doesn't matter any there could be another marvel movie that comes out that's better but it's like but it's not better than that moment that moment which makes it not better than that, that movie yeah yeah and so you're like oh man this is just awesome that yeah. i could like my two favorite movies of all time are spider-man movies and it's because of experiences that i had with my daughter like mm. the that one with um spider vert or was it no way home the yeah most, okay that one with my daughter and then into the spider-verse um my daughter had just turned three. We both got COVID. It was like oh. at the start of COVID and we were just isolated with each other. We had never let her watch a movie before and just decided, okay, if there's any time it's now. Yeah. We would let her watch into the spider verse. She was just captivated and just getting to share that moment with her, just elevated that movie to the top Dude. again. And it was like, so one, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Incredible movie. Yeah. On its own right. On and- its own merits yeah and then the second thing like it's it's really good uh, you would you know there's some intense moments but like all the colors and Mm -hmm. how vivid it is probably just captures a kid's imagination Mm -hmm. super quick so now you're like oh dude here's two hours that i can just yeah and you just see that because they had she had never seen a movie before she's just so captivated Mm. and so intrigued and just seeing her fall in love with this world that I love so much. It's just so awesome to see. And it was my son's first movie too. And kind of the same experience. And we had like, he got to watch it on a big screen with surround sound and everything like that. The best. And then, um, the second movie was supposed to come out, I believe last year on my birthday. And it was going to be his first theater experience and everything like that. So we're holding off for the first theater experience for that one. Cause it comes out this year and, so excited yeah fingers crossed right like i would be devastated if it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah some of those movies man it's just like you're you're waiting and ready for it and then it's like oh we're pushing it back again yeah just covid things that still are happening years Mm -hmm. later right so back to the flashpoint um okay so i didn't know that so that's how the marvel all comes together Mm -hmm. is in secret wars and everyone gets added in so this one is how the new 52 right or like i'm assuming Flashpoint. that's what they like if i don't know if it's the new 52 worlds that are created post flashpoint or if it's like a combining of the 52 worlds oh, okay so i i'm not aware but i'm excited to see yeah i did and I'm, I'm excited to to keep reading so so in this help help me out and then help our, our listeners out too so you have it's called an omnibus, right? Which is all of the flashpoints. So an omnibus is, so comics will do like big overarching stories. So like if you think of Endgame as like this big overarching story that Marvel told, okay. like the culmination, all of the movies that led up to it 
would be the omnibus and the phases would be trades. Okay. So trades make up what would be an omnibus and an omnibus is just a collection of several, several arcs that tell this grand story. Gotcha. Okay. So like whenever like you're walking around in Barnes and Noble. And I, this is coming from a novice's viewpoint of comics. I'm relatively new. I know there's people and probably didn't use the correct terms or anything like that. That's how I understand it to be. Yeah. So. But I think it's good though. Cause like you have like, if you're a novice, like then I'm like a beginner. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like I, I'm hoping those are two different things. Cause if it's whatever is two or three grades below a novice, that's where I'm at, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so I think in that it's okay. So it's, it's like understanding that seeing where that's So at. how we're reading, we're reading on the comiXology app. Okay. And within that, like you can go within the app and you click one of the, the PDFs or whatever. And it has like 160 pages. And within those 160 pages are maybe six issues. That six issues collected is what you would consider a trade. Okay. And so what we're reading now is the flash, the road to flashpoint. So that's an individual trade of the larger flashpoint, what you would call omnibus. Okay. Or an omnibus is just usually a physical book, but that's how I refer to like a large collection of stories. Okay. And then we can, and then, yeah, so you can, so obviously there's the Comixology app, which mm-hmm. has some like Amazon Prime stuff that go it's with it, right? It's a product of uh, Amazon. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then you can, so yeah, so if you're walking around then too in, um, what's that one place? Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. you, can, you can find that. And so. You can find like a graphics novel, a graphic novel, um, and that would be a, what you would consider a trade. Okay, that's so. Yeah, so that's really cool. So that's so. So then it's and that's going to tell like that arc or story, right? That particular story. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And yeah. They're so, generally self-contained, like they like what we read before we we got to the what we're currently reading. Uh huh. That was what you would consider a trade. Okay. And it told a complete story. I I would feel like wouldn't yeah. you? But it also left something that could like something for the future. Okay, so I'm familiar in this, and before we we transition into our, our our next segment, so that's so I'm familiar with like on anime how there's the arc, mm-hmm. right? So, it's similar to that. Okay, so yeah. you would call like a trade and an arc like yeah. the same. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because that was kind of one of those things. Like I, whenever you said, it, I was like, okay, a trade. Like, is that you know? I know it's like stories, but it's not like a one-off movie or something. And generally like that. with trades, they there are. Like if there's a trade of something, there are usually like additional issues from like a side character associated with the story that contribute to that story. Like we're reading a Flash story. There's probably Kid Flash issues uh. that contribute and are going along with the story and tell like something additional to contribute to the story. Oh, okay. But which, that's really getting into the weeds. Yeah, which is, I think, what we th- we had talked about before, right? You have these different ones, and you have, mm-hmm. like, Batman. So, like, instead of having to but wait. But those, those were made to accommodate the... So, like, while Flashpoint was going on, mm-hmm. all of the other characters within the DC universe were also having their individual stories that were being told as well. So, Kid Flash is more associated with the flash so his story that was ongoing at the time would probably contribute in some way 
to Flashpoint. But like the Batman stories that I was telling you about, those were made specifically for the Flashpoint. They weren't ongoing stories of Batman because that Batman didn't exist prior to Flashpoint. Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Sorry it does. If I was rambling a little bit. No, no, I don't think you're rambling at all because I think it's it's one of those that is it's complicated. It to is complicated understand and explain. And yeah, but but I think you also have to think of it in like okay, here's a company with all these characters, if you will, mm-hmm. and they have the opportunity to tell all these different stories. We should go into a comic book store someday, and okay, you can kind of see it, and seeing it kind of helps you understand it a little better because you see like okay, this week, these are all the comics that came out. Wow. Batman, Superman, and they're all telling their own individual stories. Okay. But there is also still this grand story being told within the DC universe most times. Oh, gotcha. So, I mean, it's essentially the same as, which I think that... that, It's like the MCU, but on a much, much more grand scale. Right. Because there's so many more stories being told. For sure. Because, I mean, and you're talking about something that they can, you know, you have some artists that they're writing and drawing all these things, and then Mm -hmm. you have the writers who are writing it out, and they're working together on a team of probably like five to six. So, generally, there's one... So... They have what's called runs. Like one person will have their run on the DC universe where they, mm. like, they're the Kevin Feige of the DC universe for that time period. And they usually tell an overarching story over multiple characters. And then there's people that run individual characters. Yeah. And they'll tell that story within that grant, like, Kevin Feige. Um, grand arching story gotcha so it's like it's so many moving pieces and it's so it can get so complicated to get into but you can dive in and commit as much as you want to a story or a character yeah and then at the end of it kind of figure out like oh okay like this was a really good one or you know oh hey i don't like this because i know there's like like a what is it they have like they call it the bronze silver and gold era Mm -hmm. right and so I've I've been trying to do my research a little bit so that yeah. way I sound somewhat I, informative. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, and what? Uh, so I I've heard when I was looking online on how to get into comics, there are a lot of horror stories about comic stores being kind of pretentious and not really welcoming to newcomers. But that wasn't my uh, experience at all uh, at Austin Books and Comics in uh, Austin. Like they were so helpful in getting me into comics and. Uh, one of the guys, Brennan, he, I told him I was interested in modern Marvel and Uh he just helped me create a reading list to like help get into comics. And he told me all of the trades I needed to get and everything like that for modern Marvel and to help kind of understand the, the story of everything. And I'm still working through that now. So it's pretty extensive and it leads up to what is secret wars. Uh, in the Marvel Universe, so I'm going to show you it right here. Okay. He made an X-Men one for me, and uh, you can't see it on screen, but just so Aaron can kind of get an idea. Dude, that is a journey. Like That's a really cool one, though. Like, it has all the X-Men on there. Like there's mm-hmm. So he made me an X-Men-specific one and a Marvel-specific one. Wow. 
So yeah. Now in that, like, did it? Did the did the MCU? Because I'm sure that's what most people are familiar with. Did the MCU keep up with the comics in some regard? So they are like a lot of the stories that are on there uh-huh. are things that they're building up to or currently telling. Like okay, Secret Invasion. Um, now is that World supposed War to be the Hulk? scrolls? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So the scrolls have infiltrated in some capacity, and um, they're gonna sh- show up and announce themselves so some people have been scrolls within the mcu we just don't know who right because and the scrolls were really first introduced with captain marvel uh in the mcu yes. yeah yeah and so um i just remember from one of my favorite video games ever ultimate marvel 3 they had super scroll who had all the powers of the fantastic four mm-hmm. and so that was just one of those of a way to throw him into or throw all the fantastic four into the game which you have to put Super Scroll in there, and then he had yeah. all the powers. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's one of those, like, I, I'm really excited for that because I know that they're trying to bring it all through and introduce um, more characters into it. And so I'm really excited to see what just everything that comes next in the MCU yeah. now with all that. And I'm really excited now since we've been going through this of – uh, watching the Flash, I've heard like great reviews about the Flash movie coming out. Yeah, actually, my because we read yesterday was my daughter's birthday, uh-huh. and uh, she wanted to read Flash before bedtime. Nice. Um, and I told them there was a Flash show, and they got so excited. So we're planning to watch an episode tonight if they're they're good throughout the day. Oh man, so that'll be exciting. That will be exciting because the first season is at least is super really good. good, super super yeah. good. Definitely, I think it's one of my favorite. I, so I remember being in in school in Bible college mm-hmm. uh, or seminary, whatever you want to call it, uh, and Smallville was popping, and everybody was watching Smallville, and I never could get into Smallville, which you know, of course, is the Superman story. Yeah. So when Flash came out, dude, I was like, "All right, let me give it a run," and it was great. Superman never really like I could never buy into him like he's just okay you know he's gonna win yeah he's, he's too overpowered yeah and it just doesn't make it interesting to me i feel and this is this is just how i feel okay so validate my feelings no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like most of dc characters are just overpowered yeah they're much 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 more powerful than marvel characters yeah like marvel characters they all have like some like obvious flaw right mm-hmm. where it's like you know I would say in Marvel you have or vulnerability. Yes, I don't know about yeah, necessarily flaw because I think flaw, or character, like character flaw. flaw. Yeah, yeah, like Spider Man talks too much, and that's like one of the things. Though, but I think that makes him great. Though, like he yeah. makes him, it, it makes it so good. But if you're, you know, obviously, like if you're building a strategy to beat him, you're going to just get him talking. You know, like I, I feel like he uses that though to get his without villains off off beat. Without a doubt, but it's just like playing like a trash talker in like basketball or football, yeah. like. But he's the trash talker. Yeah. <laughs> kind like, him. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like I think of like I think one of the greatest trash talkers of our era was like I always think football then is like Richard Sherman. Yeah. And eventually, though, like it catches up to you, you know, and so. And, father time doesn't exist in comics. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, because I mean, at the yeah, you know, you know, Deion Sanders and he doesn't have to ice his knees, right? Oh, dude, yeah, unless for he's sure. in uh, Peter B. Parker and Into the Spider Verse. I love that about Spider Man. That Spider Man in particular, because uh, uh-huh. that's who I cosplay as every time I oh yes. cosplay as Peter B. Parker. Like the the dad Spider Man is what I refer to him as. Yeah, but he, yeah, the, the one who he kind of helps Miles Morales. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love that moment so much. Like I love you. I'm so proud of you. Do I want kids? Yeah, like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and then hopefully he runs back to Mary Jane. And that's university. what I'm hoping happens in uh, across the spot Spider Verses. He, him, and Mary Jane get back together. That would be awesome. Got some kids. Yeah, dude. That I mean, that'd be such a. Because I love his progression in that movie so much. Like it, it was really good. I think everyone's character yeah. in that was was so good. You have Miles Morales, and he's really understanding the responsibility, which they did a really good job because he's like a teenager. Yeah. Who's super intelligent in a public school, or sorry, in a private school, who's doesn't really have to try to be smart. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm already that, and so interested in doing other things, but he just he grows in that responsibility and then his worldview changes, which yeah. I think is just super cool. And then, yeah, you have the guy who's like, Oh man, just dejected and like giving up on life, kind of just going yeah. through the motions and just, he realizes he has the capacity to love and be loved and that he has something to offer. And just, he gets that confidence that he can love someone and nurture someone. And he is worthy of, teaching someone and it's just beautiful to see yeah and then spider ham <laughs> i could do without spider ham to be honest or and penny parker yeah like, penny was the robot I, one right yeah yeah i loved spider-man noir though <laughs> yes yeah the black and white spider-man yeah. right yeah the cage was oh, awesome hilarious he was perfect for that he was his voice and everything like it was just it was golden it yeah. was it was so so good um yeah, there's, there's a lot of good movies coming out. Yeah. So really excited about that. Man, if y'all haven't caught up with us too on Flashpoint, there's still plenty of time. It's a really good story, and maybe you're like me. And uh, I think James slows down on purpose because his kids got into it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those, if you're reading it with your kids, you know how like they could just pull on your heartstrings and you'll just be like, oh yeah, dude, I could totally keep up with you. But this is like an every night tradition and... It's great like yeah. to have those, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're whenever your kids are coming out of the phase where like they're tired of just reading one book or, yeah. and they're like, oh, I want some variety. You're like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And it's I, something I'm interested in. So it's, it's yeah. awesome. Because I could quote this book before, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, Micah has one. It's like, I love you through and through. And I'm like, dude, I could quote this book because... <laughs> Eli used to read it all yeah. the time too. And I was just like, oh man. And I know our kids enjoy the repetition and things mm-hmm, like that. The comfort of it. Yeah, man. But finally getting to be like, oh yeah. Like, hey guys, like let's all get together and let's read part of this issue. Yeah. And so. It and ends- like some nights it'll be late and they're just so dependent and wanting to do it. Like just three pages, daddy, just three pages, daddy. So that may be all that I get through that day. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just yeah. part of being a dad. And yeah. speaking of being a dad, okay, so we haven't been playing Destiny at all for past couple weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just life is busy on our end. Um, but one of the things, though, that I thought you did really well, and and I think this kind of goes into like a little bit of like maybe like some, some boundaries talk, but 
I have this question for you in this segment. How do you get back into Destiny? So for those of you who haven't played or maybe you're looking to get in, it's kind of the same thing with like getting into comics or getting back into comics. You have to um, have a resource. You said uh, find you a resource. Find a resource yeah. to kind of Sherpa you in a sense yeah. through that experience. So so how do you find, like where do you find those? Like when you're trying to get back in, you're trying to do like to get some of the better weapons and things, you got to do like more difficult content, of course. Mm-hmm. Like where do, you, where do you find those people at? I know some people hate LFG. You've had great experiences with LFG, I'm, I'm assuming. So as of recently that's kept me away in the past from getting back into destiny. Like is not having someone that could guide me in that sense. Cause it's really overwhelming. There's so many yeah. activities. There's so many guns. You don't know where to go. Um, but thankfully our clan, I found that resource, uh, kind of funny, best friends. Uh, that's a video game community. They have like a video game podcast. Oh, nice. Um, kind of funny, kind of funny. And they have just, a community and a lot of the people there are very helpful and there's a destiny subset of that and that's the clan that we're in oh i actually um, did not know that so right now <laughs> yeah and every time i've uh gotten somebody that plays destiny or is interested in it i've just invited them into the clan and i know you haven't really interacted with it that no, much yeah. and i know most people that are in the clan are in uh on playstation Mm-hmm. And Discord recently integrated with PlayStation and uh, Xbox. Oh, man. Super so, excited for that. I think you can join a Discord chat through your console. So that may be an avenue for you to get more into it is just being more active in the Discord. Because they, anytime I've needed help with an activity or anything like that, I've just jumped into the Discord and just talked to people. Because I know you don't see people that yeah. you're friends with. because my friends list is populated with them on PlayStation. We have all the parties and everything like that on PlayStation. Right. So that may be why you're not as active in the clan. Definitely. And, and the other thing too, is that like that discord, because if you're on, if you're in a discord, it depends mm-hmm. on how active that is. Man, and there are times that thing was just blowing up and like, I had all. I don't ever turn my notifications on. I just see, jump I turn, in and jump out. Okay. See, and I, I turn mine off. And then for some, whenever I go into Discord, I have a couple other Discords that I use. Um, and mm-hmm. so one of my use to like track like investments and stuff. And yeah. so like if I'm going to Discord, like sometimes I'm looking like, okay, like how do I manage my money better? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and you get distracted. I'm super distracted, you know? Yeah. And so you know me, like I'm borderline ADD sometimes. So it's definitely one of those where I'm like, um, Oh, like, let me go in here. Like, oh, wait, let me look. And then, yeah. and then I'll go and look at the LFGs. So your see. mind just connects discord to something else. Yes. Destiny related. Yeah. So you don't well, think- it does. And then I'll, and then I'll see like the, like an LFG if I want to get like a raid or something going, but now my light level is so low that it's, it's just I think one that's of those. like a pretentious thing though. And they have never really been hesitant to help me through something even when my light level has been low oh like, yeah I, oh no it's just for me personally like i, uh, I get tired of like shooting something and it not going down gotcha. that i'm just like oh my god i don't have that issue i if you're because i'm so willing to help somebody yeah i'm willing to be helped as well yeah like, oh I, I just get frustrated in the game like yeah. i don't care if somebody oh, i'll let somebody me. carry me yeah 100 oh. i'll just sit in the back and, <laughs> thanks man i i think what i end up doing is i end up trying too much where they had to just pick, die yes all the yeah, time i'll sit back and like i know i'm just gonna be no help to this and yeah me just constantly dying is gonna make it harder for you so and and i appreciate think, the help my guy yeah maybe that's what i need to do is because like because you, you play warlock and so mm-hmm. like if you get you know it's like hey like rift or well or yeah something like absolutely that, just have, yeah because hunters aren't really that 
much of a support class. I feel like warlocks yes. can provide some semblance of help, even if they're not able to contribute to the damage. Because it gives you on, especially with the well of radiance, like it gives you that, it gives you all the benefits, no matter what your light level mm-hmm. is. So somebody steps in there, they get the three orbs. Same thing with Titan with the bubble, they get the yeah. three orbs. I guess hunters, hunters have are it. selfish. Yeah, they are. They really <laughs> are. I mean, we, they do have it with um, uh, what is that? The um, I'm going blank. The bow and arrow. The um, night the stalker. Night- the night, yeah, yeah. So like the, you know, shoot that the void, void class, yeah. But it's, but even that, it really, um, it's just for damage phase. Like you don't have any survivability <laughs> impacts yeah. or anything like that, like a well or a bubble does. Yeah, and then I'm always notorious like, oh hey, I'm gonna throw this down to help us, and they're like, uh, we actually needed you to save that for the next round. Oh my bad. Yeah, absolutely, Dang dude. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's me. That's my mo. Like, oh, there's a, but I'm getting killed. Let me drop this real quick, and they're like, um, kind of needed you, bro. That was like, <laughs> yeah, you had one job getting carried, and. So, you blew it. Yes. I think one of the things that does help me though now is like you can just be invisible forever. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what I need to, probably what I need to do. Um, yeah. So if you're ever looking, you know, find a discord. Uh, okay. You do something that is really good in getting high level content done when you can't find anybody in the LFGs. Mm-hmm. And that is you set boundaries personally. Because I've yes. <laughs> stuck it you. out and tried to help people. <laughs> and then you shot me a text or something and been like, I don't know what you're doing. But we're leaving. Yes. <laughs> Make me party leader. I'm booting everybody. We got a new group coming in. And I'm willing to stay and help if people are willing to listen. Like, we all yes. have difficulties. We all need somebody that's willing to be resilient and help us through things. But if there's just people that aren't listening or they can't comprehend what you're trying to tell them and just are resistant to being a team player. Like I'm not wasting my time. Like I, I have a life. My time is very limited. I can't just sit around and help you if you don't want to be helped. Yeah. Because we've had a couple of, we did one that was, that was really rough. And then we found another group and, you know, due to connection One phased issues, everything. Yeah, that was... And then you got kicked. Yeah, for sure. I did get kicked. Not by... By not, Bungie, not yeah, by yeah. me. Bungie was like, no fun. Like, like you're having too much fun. And then uninstalled my game, did all the things to it. So, but it's still... Uh, yeah, so and then those guys waited like an hour for... Before they did, we dude. Like, tried to get a fifth or a sixth and nobody left yeah so, super good group i wish yeah. I, I wish i added them and i think that's a good thing too is that i it, think you can go back and look at or no you would have had to complete i can go back and look through my completions okay and see who they were i'd be a good raid team to have yeah just like hey guys you know let's let's give this another run Rude yeah. nightmares or something like that so um and i think that's one of the good things too is that when you do get in those you can find that community and everything and have that have that going a little bit better. And so let's get back to now. Let's we're, we're, we're trying our, our new thing out while breaking up segments. So that way y'all can listen. I know that's one thing that my son loves is he's like, Hey, fast forward to this part. Yeah. Fast forward to that part. And so, um, cause we like to talk about a lot of different things and we know everything doesn't interest you. So you can find the topics that do interest you and hopefully we communicate them well and we can entertain you with those topics that interest you specifically. We'll have uh, timestamps. I'll try to move forward. Moving forward, I'll have try to have timestamps in the descriptions of what topics we discuss and when those to- topics are discussed. Yeah, because we, we're just trying to get better for y'all. 
Yes, sir. All the time. So let's move into uh, something that, that is kind of fun, though, is some anime, um, which I know really nice. goes like hand in hand with comics mm-hmm. because it's a manga is just a Japanese comic. Yeah. Uh, so we we talked about it on on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you're watching it on Hulu. I'm I taking. Am, yeah, I am. yeah, yeah. And just so made that investment to to get right a, a for Hulu sure. Account. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Um, and what are you? <laughs> Chad GPT for the win. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and so with uh, so all right. So we got back in, and you're starting to catch up on my hero. Okay. Yes. So it had been so because I stopped watching. I think yeah. Season four was the last season that I saw, and so I needed a recap on what had all been told in the story so far. So I yeah. watched like an hour long video, just recapping the seasons. Can and I be honest with you? I hated season one. Oh, I loved season one. I, I was did not like so. It. When did you get interested then? Because um, there was a one specific moment that sold me on it. The first Nomu fight. Yes, break in. Um, that is incredible. Maybe he, maybe I maybe I didn't like the first six or seven episodes. Okay, but yeah, you're right. That was when that he was one hundred booted that gnome. Oh yes. man. Go, Go beyond, plus ultra. <laughs> oh. oh, that was so good. Felt the hype. Oh, Felt the hype. So yeah, it was. And it was like one of those like just moments that you're like, this is really good writing. Yeah. This is really good storytelling. Just telling this, like setting up for like, okay, how much longer is he going to be able to do this? Is he able to do this? Yeah. And then leading up to the all for one fight. And the United States of Smash. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, so, well, I thought that was season two. Or was that, that was no, I'm just saying one? like oh, yeah. how they built up to that yes. penultimate moment. Like, so good. Yeah. It was it was really, really good. And I think what I, the, the only thing that, that I don't like about it is I really like all the, the drama and like the, you know, of course, like the hero storytelling action mm-hmm. is all the high school parts I don't like is... Just like where they're like, oh yeah, back in high school, you know. Yeah. And so it can get a little exhausting. Two CWE. Yes. That in some senses. Well done. Good. <laughs> good phrase. Because <laughs> you know exactly what what somebody means when it's CWified. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Which is weird though, because I that was one of the things that I enjoyed about the Flash, but and then later did not like about it. But it starts off like heartfelt and then it just gets cheesy as the seasons get on. Well done, bro. Like explaining it perfectly. <laughs> thank you. Because it is so true. It does feel heartfelt and then you're just like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so tired of Felicity. Yes. Like, Stop just, crying. Yes. Like you're a, okay. He has to hide his identity for a reason. Like he's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. He's not being manipulative or anything. You're just being dramatic. Right. We're talking about life and death here. Can we get practical for a yes. second? You know, like there's, there are bad guys yeah. out there. The world is at risk. Come on. But you want to, but, but you're concerned about, yeah, and that was like the whole thing. It's like, yeah. it, like I, Felicity made me give up on the entire Arrowverse as a whole. Like I stopped oof. watching Flash. The Legends of Tomorrow was never good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was an attempt. Supergirl was, was, got bad quick. 
Because that one was on CBS, though, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Supergirl? Yeah. Those were okay. Then when it got to the CW, it immediately was awful. Okay. And then what else was in the Arrowverse? Um, I'm trying to I never think. watched Black Lightning, or I don't remember what. Was that supposed to be Static Shock? No. Oh, that okay. Was, I don't, I think he's associated in some gotcha. way. Gotcha. Dude, I love Static Shock, the cartoon. That was so good. Did you ever watch Those it? 90s, like, superhero cartoons, Justice League, Static yes. Shock, Batman, Batman Beyond. The WB in the morning? Let's yeah, go. So good. Oh. Man, DC was killing the game with yes. animated. They still do, in my I opinion. I haven't seen, like, I'm so behind on those, but I've heard so many good things. I need to... Have you ever watched the Flashpoint one? Mm-mm. Since we're just, I mean, this is like a Flashpoint episode, but the Flashpoint one's super good. Do you think it's worth watching now or reading first and then watching? I don't know. I don't, like, the the comic is super good. Yeah. So I don't know how, how much it sticks to it, you know? Okay. Like, that's, uh, that, that part I don't know. Yeah. But it was... It was really good. I kind of look at the animated ones as like, oh, this is a one-off. Like, we're just going to tell a story, you know, or, or a one-shot. I'm pretty sure they're interconnected. Are they? I think so. Oh, that'd be cool. But I've, um, yeah, I've, I've just never, um, I, I didn't, I didn't ever like put them together. Because like, most of the comics are based on, um, or n- most of the animated movies are based on a comic. Okay, yeah. I, I just did, I'd always looked at it as not just being like the comic, but it being like, oh, hey, this could even be like a separate story from the comic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just like, like, I guess what they call it. They call it a one-shot, is that right? Where it's just like, hey, we're going to tell this quick story yeah. with these characters and it'd be... That's kind of like what if was in the MCU. Okay, yeah. And that, that that's are what I kind of... familiar with what? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I, I figured it. Yeah, it was Ultron taking over the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which that was, I don't know. I kind of look back at that. And I'm like, uh, was it though? Um, like Thanos shows up and he just like cuts him in half. And I was like, yeah. oh, anticlimactic. But yeah. it was still good storytelling. Still really, really good. So, so you're all the way caught up on season four mm-hmm. of that. Of My Hero. Okay. And so what had just happened was um, Hawk and Endeavor beat that Nomu. Oh, and yeah. And then the next episode. So I watched one episode of season five. Okay. And then you find out, like, it starts off with Hawk meeting up with Dobby, and you're led to believe that he's double-crossing the heroes. Then come to find out he's a triple agent, I think is what it's referred to, and, like, trying to infiltrate the League of Villains or whatever they're called. Right. And, like, I like where the story's going in that sense, because the previous arc was so good to me with, um, I think it was Overhaul. Oh, was yes. Good. And then... Eerie and Deku and that fight so was so good. good. So <laughs> and that's one of the things flying. they're doing so well. And I think that's uh, what that's what gets you and hooks you is that it's just done. Those action moments are just so incredible. Very well, very well. They done. just pour so much emotion t- into them, and like it, they just feel so epic. Yeah, and and it's coming up on. I think season five was the newest one. I think season six is it. Season is, six has been completed and. Or season six is on, is it ongoing right now? It like, just finished. It, it just finished. Yeah. Okay, then season six just just finished. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, that's so yeah, that's one of the things that that they do. They really do so well is that they say like the big action moment for mm-hmm. like the very end um, of an arc. Yeah, and then the other thing too is the uh, so up to the uh-huh. point that I'm at. What had been your favorite? action moment um i mean the, i think the first one how you you said and we just had the big hype moment on the, the nomu yeah for sure like all might versus the nomu that, and then whenever that it, was even better than him and 
all for, for one, one to yeah, me. Yeah, it was because it really just set the precedent, and and it felt like you were fearful for the kids and everybody, like, right? Because you didn't, and that's the other thing too is, is at that one, it's just starting to set engage like power levels. Yeah, and like which, okay, he's getting to his limits. Like, yes, he might lose. Right, and that was like, and I think that's one of the things is is a gripe that I have for like my childhood. One that I watched was Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and so like, they just powered up Goku to meet whatever. Yeah, but it it was dramatic and how they did it, and now it's like you, I can't ever gauge like who's the strongest, like. And even my hero, you're saying, or you appreciate no, no, no. that? I appreciate that, oh, okay. and my hero, because like that's the thing they're setting that baseline on how here's how strong everyone is, mm-hmm. here's how strong All Might is, and now he's like slowly getting like a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and Midoriya or Deku is like slowly getting stronger. Yeah. And so, th- which made even the all for one fight so good because mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, what's and going honestly, on? Honestly, the stain fight with Deku. Yes. That's one of the best fights. Super in the, good too. Better than maybe even all for one for me. Yeah. And then, and then you even have the, the then the other one too with Endeavor and, and Hawks fighting the Nomu. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that plus ultra scene where yeah. plus ultra is just like what it's, they're saying obviously from earlier in the episode, but when he does that moment and he like, you know, burns just him up. Yeah. Nuclear him. or whatever. Right. And it ends up being like super cool. I think with that part, I'm looking at that and I'm like, dude, that was like, that set the precedent of like, okay, here's where Endeavor is now. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't really know what Endeavor is. Like what he's about. Right. Like how like, strong he is. Yeah, absolutely. And then in that one though, you can kind of see like, okay, he, and not- then you're led to believe Hawk was holding back. Cause yeah. he meets up with Dobby and he's like, Oh, I thought you didn't have any big feathers left or whatever. And he's like, pulls up with, I guess what are big feathers. Right. And I'm excited to see more of Hawk because I think people that have read the manga um, were excited about him making his appearance in the show. So I'm excited to see what they do with him. Yeah. And so the newest season was called like the, uh, the vigilante arc. Mm. And so Deku kind of goes like, don't, don't spoil anything. No, bro. Right. It's it's actually, and it's really good. It's one of those, Great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one they've done like a really good they job. Do, I feel like anime does such a good job of introducing a plethora of characters, but making you care about so many of them. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember like one of the previous um, animes that really got me hooked was Naruto and the, what was the Orochimaru arc? Oh, or yeah, like yeah. The, when they were chasing him yeah. and each member of the team kind of got their moment to shine. Have you watched Naruto? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah for sure. And just the 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 big guy and then uh, just every character got their moment to showcase their power set and like emotionally who they are. Like Shikamaru just really let his intelligence shine through and just really it gave them their like um, their mantle moments like Marvel kind of refers to. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right. They do a really good job of those Marvel mantle moments, like setting them all up. So that'll be really cool. I'm excited to see like where you're at on. Cause I know like um, one or I always get them confused one for all and all for one. Yes. That's so confusing too. So Deku has all for, no, one, one for, for all. all. Yeah. He has one for all. So I know that he has additional powers that are going to yeah. start to showcase themselves. 
And that was kind of in the preview uh, to season four. He's like, oh, I'm sensing some changes in my powers. So I'm excited to see what additional powers he has and uh, like uh, what uh, even All Might would have contributed to the power because everybody that gets it passes something on. So there's been multiple. I think he's the seventh. Who? To re- Deku to receive it. I can't say anything, bro. I'm oh, okay. gonna spoil it my for bad, you. My bad. My bad. Yes. So you know. I know. I'm excited yeah, for to, sure. To it's super good. Con- I'm, oh man, that's. that's I will so tell exciting. you this. This is one thing though that that messed me up in it, and I was and I've talked back and forth because my my little brother got me into uh-huh. it as well. Um, is stay off of YouTube. Don't like. Oh, I don't. Don't like because for some reason or another, like it was like starting to populate or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh hey, and it's someone talking about it or showing clips or whatever it was. And so, I know some of the things that are about to happen um, beforehand. And so, like even in like the season that will be coming up, you uh, know some things already. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I'm still oh, excited okay. to see what they do and how they animate it and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be really exciting. Like one that I'm a really like I I. One anime that I really enjoy is One Punch Man. Okay, because I couldn't. I tried like the first two episodes of that and couldn't get into it. Oh man, it was. I just love the satire in it. To me, it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, and then you know, like you know, there's tension like with these other heroes, but then you know he's gonna show up and it's just gonna be dumb, and then he's gonna be disappointed because. And that's just, has he ever gotten a challenge? Like, um, you got to watch the whole thing. It's I, I it's super I good. I don't it's know really I, good. It is. It is really good. Okay. It is really good. And it's only two seasons, and they're supposed to come out with a third one. But it's okay. really good. And it's super funny to me. It's funny. Okay. Um, but that's and I had to. You had to take it as more of that satire moment where it's like, hey, we're going to make fun of superheroes. Absolutely, yeah. superheroes and anime and all those different things. Like you, we know you're gonna win, but. You know, and then then it's like, you're going to make something spectacular. And that's why it's called One Punch Man, because he defeats everybody. In one punch. Yeah. And so, and it it becomes really good. So let's get over into our last segment, family segment. Um, What's one of the ways that, this is, how, how do you make time for your spouse and your kids? And I think we've been talking about that the whole episode, which I think is really cool. But we can kind of go back through it again, like, so what are, what are some of the ways? I thought that, that your life hack that we started at the very beginning was super good. That's one way to really make time for your family, your yeah. wife and your kids of the movie hack. We'll mm-hmm. just call it that, you know, so where you set that up. and For me, I feel like it's just finding things that you enjoy together. So it's not like nobody's compromising essentially to okay. meet each other's needs because it does a lot of that does require compromise. So it's investing in their interest. It's them uh, investing in your interest yeah. and just finding that common ground that things you enjoy to do together. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that's, that's really good. And I think it is, it is also on that other one, how you said it, sometimes it is, it's a compromise to find what you enjoy doing together. But then also it's the, okay, this is going to be like a life moment for you. Mm-hmm. So like, we're going to make, the, we both have to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Whether it's for our spouse or for our kids. Um, like my son is starting football mm-hmm. and so he's doing football again. It was a one sport that he really wanted to play. The next one he'll do basketball and I'll coach that since I actually have some basketball IQ that I can yeah. pass on to him. Football, I am dead in the water. 
maybe I should coach his yes, football team <laughs> for sure. And I'm not, I, and I'm not the coach of his football yeah. team. That's for sure. Uh, cause like, I know like things that I learned from like Madden or yeah. NCAA football, shout out to that game. Oh, I'm so excited for that to come back. Amped. Cause I can, I can teach him the triple option all day long. <laughs> that was the, I mean, you know, and then now you could add a slant route to yeah. that play come on stop it it's so good unstoppable yeah absolutely especially with like a running quarterback Bernard oh. Robinson yes West Virginia there was oh. always one particular quarterback so that one that, was Pat White Denard Robinson was um Michigan which you yeah. knew as soon as you selected Michigan we're, it's over we're, yeah over like if you didn't you had to go get a good defense and you put contain on it that was the only play you ran on yeah. defense um yeah, I, you did bring up West Virginia, though. This is not even part of the segment. But welcome <laughs> to the family, guys. The West uh, Virginia with Pat White. I think we might both be borderline ADD. Yeah. <laughs> this Pat White, Ryan Slayton in the backfield. And you always had to do the update to get the names on the rosters. Yes. Like you had to find somebody. You had to wait a few days till somebody uploaded all of the names on the roster. Yeah. And then there, I remember when I was playing, there would I was in San Antonio. So there was always somebody from San Antonio that um, was on some D1 college team. Right. And to make sure that it was legit or whatever, that the person really dove in there, I'd always go and look for that particular San Antonio player that I knew was on whatever roster. And they would have everything about that person. And that's so weird. Except for their name. <laughs> yeah. Number five. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was... It was absolutely no, wild. but I would find the rosters that had the updated names. Like oh, they would okay. go in and put in every person's name Whoa. for every team. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. Oh yeah, that's why you had to wait a few days because there were those super super. I have no idea how they had the time to yes. put in to do that, but they did. Yeah, and, and it I'm was appreciative. Yeah, and it was great. That was definitely one of, if not the. In my opinion, that's the best football game ever. Yeah, and now with NIL, they'll be able to put all the players' names and everything like that in the NCAA games. Yeah, which I think will be great. I yeah. think it'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, and that's the thing is that it's it is sorry back to back to the um, spending spending time. <laughs> so it, it's uh, you know and some of that is we're making those sacrifices, but also yeah. knowing like so this is going to be an intentional sacrifice that we're going to plan. for. And you have to be intentional about it. Like yeah. you have to go into it knowing like okay, I'm making this decision intentionally so that we can share this moment together. Right. And and you're going to plan for it. You're going to make that time. You can't just anticipate it happening or kind of go with the flow. You have to put in some intentionality behind it. Yeah. And whether that's finding a sitter or that's saying like, okay, do you have plans? I'd like to do this with you. Like it's just communicating and being intentional and finding the time to do it with one another. Yeah. With your spouse and your kids. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, I think that that was the thing that you had said. It, it is that it is the planning. You got to plan, mm-hmm. you know, you can be intentional, but you gotta, you, you have to make the plan. And sometimes you also have to make the sacrifices. And for like, for me right now, like that sacrifice is like, I'm not playing video games. Yeah. You know, like, and that's neither one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And it's just cause, Life gets busy. You start getting closer to summer. All those different things happen. You're trying to make sure that you got you know your vacations, time, all those things planned yeah. out. And it's really in. And I think the outlook that we have to have in that in spending that time is we're gonna play the long game. Yeah. Like I remember one guy told me 
one time he was like, think about your life like 20 years ahead. Like, where do you want to be? Yeah. And in that, and he was, and he did this whole analogy. He was like, look, I want to be surrounded by my wife, my kids, my grandkids. Like I want all of Thanksgiving, like everyone's over here. And he goes, so I live my life today with that thought in mind. Mm -hmm. And really, if we're going to build like, if we're we're navigating that, we have to look, okay, that's going to take time, communication, effort. So as we set those up, you got it. There's sometimes where you got to, we got to cut some things off in order to have those time. Yeah. And you just got to, I think you hit it right on the head when you said you just got to be intentional with it. Yeah. And for me, like a lot of that is like, I don't really have friends in San Antonio because I, my time Damn, is bro, cold blooded dog no, like, I'm right here, dude. I'm right we here, don't, dude. we don't really hang out or anything just like, because I dedicate time to my kids. Yeah. Like it's hard to just nav- navigate and find that balance because you want to give them your time, but you also want to make time for yourself. And it's just hard to balance and navigate sometimes. Yeah. And you just got to embrace those seasons, seasons where, okay, Hey, like, you know. and it's, it's a lot harder with little kids. And 100%. it's just like, I appreciate that they want to spend time with me. Now. Yeah. And cause it goes away. Yeah. So it I'm goes trying away. to invest in them now, like while they want to spend time with me to spend time with them. And then, but at the same time I'm sacrificing, like I'm not really nurturing any friendships or anything like that. And it's hard to get kind of lonely sometimes, honestly. Yeah. So it's just hard to find that balance and find the time for yourself and your kids and your spouse. And it's just navigating that can be difficult at times. And it's, I'm getting kind of vulnerable right now because I know other people feel this Yeah, and you're not alone. Yeah. And it's seasons. Yeah. Like as somebody who's, who's raised one that's a little bit older, like it, it's seasons and, you know, and I counseled, you know, parents and teenagers for a while as well. It, it really is just seasons and we have to understand that like, okay, Hey, this is not going to be forever. This is just something that is going to happen during this time period. Yeah. And it may just be like a year, maybe six months, maybe two years. Maybe it's one of those that, that even this is like, maybe you overcommit to things and like, and yes, I would say like overcommit to things. Like if, if we make a God out of our kids, which mm-hmm. we can do, Cause it's like everything revolves around them. They got to do this. They got to do that. And it goes, well, we also want to teach them some resiliency because mm-hmm. I guarantee you neither one of us want to be changing diapers like <laughs> yeah. of a 10 year old. Right. Yeah. You know, so like that's fully functional, able to do, you know, so, so it's, it's just one of those is that we have to have those boundaries in place mm-hmm. even for our kids and go, Hey, you know what? Like they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like this is, and, and sometimes the thing that we take, the opportunity for them to grow away because we're like, oh, wait a minute, I um, ah, let me make this easier on you because that's yeah. what we want to do as parents, mm-hmm. right? Want to make that life easier on them, but it is just that time and the the greatest life hack that you can have for your kids that you can do for your kids is to have a healthy marriage. Yeah, like hands down. So and you can't have a healthy marriage if they're always around. Yeah, and. We all know that it's like, oh, because, but you know, the divorce rate gets super high when, you know, when kids leave because they, you know, everything. You don't invest in your marriage. You don't have a friendship and you're just, your marriage revolved around the kids. And when you take that away, you're just left kind of with a stranger. Yeah. And then the other thing that goes too is that, is that you never want to, and as men, I think we especially do this is that we just start to isolate ourselves because it's like, okay, everyone else is 
needs are greater than mine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going like, oh, wait, like I need a friend. Yeah. Like I need to go like have a beer with somebody. I need to go hang out. I need to go, you know, do something, play sports, whatever it is, you know, and have that community where it goes like, oh, hey, like, whoa, what's up, man? So where you can actually text somebody, um, you know, you can send them memes or whatever it is. Like you can have those things where you're joking. Um, and so and those things are definitely available if you haven't, um, you know, you and I are both followers of Jesus. So if you're not in a local church, that's always a great place to find community, a uh, good community. Um, hit us up on Instagram. You know, yeah. we love to, to talk with you, hang out with you, play some destiny with you, too, when we can. Um, but it's just one of those two is that community is, is so important and it, there has to be, you know, how to create that. There just has to be balance all around. Yeah. You got to be able to be intentional about everything. And I think you hit it right on the head when you said that be intentional about spending time with your kids, spending time with your spouse and really like finding some friends. Yeah. And spending some time with it's some important. friends. It's important. Yeah. It definitely, and it'll definitely help out in the long run. Keeps your mentals right. I remember that's one thing uh, Marshawn Lynch used to always say. <laughs> Keep your mentals and watch your bread. Yeah. So it ends up being good. Guys, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. God bless.